Good Sunday morning, listeners. Today, I am going to be talking about the power of observation. This episode was brought to you by my very first and very only donor to the show, Cole Clemens, who is donating a very generous $10 a month, apparently. Um, Cole will be celebrating his 10th birthday on the 15th of this month. So happy birthday to you, Cole. He's one of my very favorite guys. Not sure if he um, is really supposed to be donating that money, but thank you to him all the same. Um, He inspired and encouraged this episode uh, when I got that notification this morning. Sort of brought me back to earth about the podcast and just appreciation. Um, And so that's why today's topic is the power of observation. Um, You might be thinking, how does appreciation spark the notion of observation? Well, I think that observation, through observation, comes appreciation. And I think the greatest way to appreciate something or someone is to see them. And um, I also think it's the greatest gift you can really give to yourself is just the power of of true and honest observation. And um, I am a painter, or I paint at least, and I also make ceramics stuff like I do pottery and um, I embroider and I needle felt and I write poetry and um, creative nonfiction type stuff so I do a lot of art long story short I also make stuffed animals and um, I make little boats out of trash and all kinds of things like that and I think that without the power of observation few of those things would come into existence or spark into existence and or at least they wouldn't be half as good if you know whatever that's sort of subjective I guess but uh because who's to say they're good now but they they I think wouldn't be half as as good however that measure is now as they are now if there weren't the power of observation and um I'd say that's true for any work of art or even any work of science or any work of anything, you know, everything I think is improved by the power of observation and really stopping and taking a moment to notice someone. Like, for instance, my puppy Georgie. Georgia is licking my mouth right now and she's looking at me and we're very close to one another physically in proximity. Now she's licking the phone and she is very, very cute and sweet. And when I take a moment of stillness to really focus in on her and and focus on what her fur looks like and the different gradients of her little hairs and how some of them are white peeking out and they're sort of feathered in with the, the darker, redder, golden pieces and how my cat Oscar is trying to steal my leftover tempura from my udon that I had for breakfast this morning. Yes, he's quite a handful. And um, just take a moment to zoom in, basically, and focus in and observe and appreciate, I think is the greatest. I mean, that's how we fall in love. I I wrote once um, in a poem, I think, 
I wrote, um, if you look at anything long enough, you're bound to fall in love with it. And I think that's really true. And I don't think that has to be a bad thing. I just think it sparks this ever-growing appreciation for life and for things around you. And um, the ability to notice is just such a gift. And it's not, some people, I guess, are maybe born with more of an ability or a knack for noticing than others, but it's definitely a skill we can all develop. And um, I think a good way or a way that really strengthened my noticing capabilities was um, grounding, you know, through grounding, through my processes in therapy. I had a big issue, one of my bigger issues with, uh, I guess you could say mental health was dissociation and dissociating. And I know a lot of people who struggle with that issue. And I think everyone dissociates from time to time or a little bit in the day, just naturally. Um, And it can be very a serving thing. But for people who have trauma or um, something along those lines, dissociation can kind of become a maladaptive coping skill and can really start to impact your life. And that's sort of how it was affecting me. It wasn't like I was just I don't know, getting getting lost in the day or or whatever. Um, So Through my struggles with that, I had to incorporate a lot of grounding. That's sort of the antidote, I guess, to antidote, lol, no, antidote, (laughs) Um, antidote to to dissociating is, um, what did I just say? Oh, grounding and groundedness. And so um, that was a lot of my, my healing journey was learning how to be grounded and and learning how to accept being in the present and how to feel safe there and how to and I'm still learning how to accept and feel safe within my body and and that a lot of that comes through groundedness and and honest observation and um so I'm I'm trying to focus on that but so to share how I sort of came into that, I one of the skills that I use that I think everyone could use is the 54321 technique. Um, and that is to say that if you're feeling ungrounded, or even if you aren't, even if you just want to, because I think a lot of times we don't realize when we feel ungrounded, or when we're dissociated, and that's really like, that's the problem, right? Like, if we always knew, we wouldn't maybe be, um, it would be easier. Um, So I used to initially just do this every couple of, like, I would, I had timers set where I would do it once an hour or, or whatever it was. And, um, So what it is, is you can take your hand and you can do this out loud. I like to do it out loud. I find a lot of benefit with speaking out loud, whether it's speaking, you know, anything, speaking your intention to the world in the morning or whatever, or at night, or just speaking. I used to read out loud in my journal um, every once in a while after I had written in it to just sort of solidify it and speak it out. Uh, And I think there's a lot of strength and empowerment that comes from that just that energy of speaking it out so I like to do it out loud but if you're not in a place where you can do it out loud then doing it silently um, is perfectly functional so you do five things you can see 
so you look around and I'll do it right now and um, the first thing that I see is a little wooden toy horse um, on like a rocking it's a rocking horse and it's little and I got it from uh the Bernheim Christmas party (laughs) last year um and I see a little grass frog so that's two things I see a jar that I have on the windowsill that is full of little nuts and sticks and things um I see my cat trying to attack my phone charger um which I'm sure will end up great for me I see my dog sitting on the couch next to me and how the light is folding on her little head and she looks very soft and sweet and she is very soft and sweet. I see a little planter full of succulents that I got for my partner as a surprise present. Um... And I think that's probably been five things. So it's hard for me to keep track. I usually go way over. I usually keep going until I feel it. And you can, I I can at least, and I know a lot of people can really feel when it's starting to transition into this groundedness. So you'll do five things you see, and then four things you can touch. So... I can touch, I feel, it's four things you feel, I guess. I feel my foot on the couch cushion and my hand on the couch cushion, and I feel how it's soft but sort of textured, like almost grainy. I can feel the bits of fabric. Um, I feel my arm up against a wool blanket. Um, That was my grandmother's blanket. I feel my voice sort of vibrating in my throat. My mouth is a little dry. I'm a little dehydrated. I feel my hair um, on my face. Uh, There's one in my mouth. (laughs) I feel the phone in my hand and how it's sort of hard. Um, And I think that was actually five things. But it's supposed to be four. But again, there's no rules. You do what you want. Do what you like. Go for it. Um, And then the third is three things that you hear. Um, And I always get the third and the second mixed, or I mean, three things and four things mixed up. Um, But you can do whatever suits best for you. I find that the more grounding things for me are the first three. But so, and again, I don't really follow the number list, but it's it's good to have. So anyway, the third is uh, three things that you can hear, or you can do it inverse where it's four things you hear and three things you can touch I I think that's the actual way but anyway I hear the air conditioner blowing in the other room I hear the oh there's I have a little plastic um container hanging from the wall which I know sounds really weird but um it has a little insect like wing in it I'm not really sure what the, the part is which so that sounds even weirder so um anyway <laughs> I hear it beating against the wall from the fan blowing it into the wall and I hear my fish tank bubbling in the other room so it gets harder and harder to identify things and as the list goes on and it it makes you really focus in so then the second one is two things you can smell
I can't really smell anything, so I'm going to sniff my doggie. Because I know she'll stink. <laughs> you say I don't stink. You do. It's okay. Um, and then, oh, there's a little, um, it looks like a female or a juvenile finch. Um, but anyway, it's sitting on the roof. So there's one thing that I see, too. And Georgie sees it, too, and she wants to go see it. Um, so then when my cat stinks, too, I'll say that that's two, though I can't smell him from here. Um, but if you can't find two, you can't find two. And a lot of people, when I started out, I would carry something, because the last one is taste, one thing you can taste. And I could put a piece of tempura in my mouth and say that I tasted that, because I, it's hard to find those last two things. So I used to carry things around that I could smell or taste, like a mint that I could put in my mouth or lotion that I could put on my hands and smell. Um, so that was what really helped me when I started grounding was having those things. I even had my, my brother, Cole, who donated the $10, um, he, I'm sure someone else was either behind that or he did that illegally. Um, (laughs) um, he had given me this little fluffy thing that we had won at a carnival at his school. And, um, I carried that around for a really long time um, to have something to feel that was textured. Um, but now I've sort of grown out of that, but it could never hurt, you know? Um, maybe I'll do that again. I don't know. So this groundedness thing and this power of observation, I just think is really, really healing. And I remember the first time I really came out of like dissociation. It was like the first time in eons if ever that I had ever really felt myself in the world and felt present and I was sitting at a Heine Brothers coffee shop um on Douglas Loop and if you're from Louisville you know probably where that is but Heine Brothers is a local coffee chain and um I was sitting outside and it was summertime and I had just gotten out from a group I attended like a support group and um we were all sitting at this table, it was pre-COVID, so it was, it was safe, <laughs> and um, it was nighttime, it was just starting to be fold into complete dark, and um, I remember looking at the person across from me, and like, it, the image was so striking, and so clear, and um, I looked up at the trees, and I could really see them, and everything was just lit, and, and beautiful, and so sharp like it's like when you I don't if you have Instagram or or whatever Photoshop and you add structure to the image and it kind of sharpens all the edges and sharpens the image it was like that for the first time in my life I I felt like there wasn't a, a film between me and the rest of the world and I was so overjoyed about it I just cried the whole way home and it was so beautiful the world was so beautiful and that's all I could keep saying was how beautiful the world was and um, I rolled down my windows on the highway and I could feel the wind different than I'd ever felt the wind and see cars next to me different than I had ever seen cars and um, I just cried and cried and cried with joy and um, it was one of the greatest moments I think I had ever had up to that point though um and you know now saying that I feel like I I don't know if take it for granted is the right word but 
I don't know, that was like two years ago now, and um, I guess it's to say, like, I experience that beauty every day, but sometimes I forget how beautiful it is, or I forget what came before that maybe is really um, the phrase, and so remembering that now is, is telling that story right now is really grounding for me because... That day, how beautiful everything was to me that day, and how sharp and how clear is how it is today, and it's still so beautiful. And and it's that idea again of just the longer you look at something, you're bound to fall in love with it. I mean, you just how could you not? And and just observing it closely, and whether it's seeing a person, or seeing a leaf, or seeing like right now I'm looking at my cat's legs, not not even my whole cat, there's just her legs, and it's just so beautiful, there's just something so beautiful about life, and about everything, even like the edge of your couch, and just how the light falls on it, I mean, you could drown in just looking at things all day, and um, I think that's really beautiful, and I think that's really mindfulness, and that's the best kind of honor, the best kind of appreciation, and it's a gift that gives not only to the things that you're observing but it gives to yourself and it connects with that oneness and it's just a really grounding uh really really beautiful thing and um I really love it so that's what I wanted to bring to the table today and I did come with a story which I'm proud of myself for because when I first came up with the idea for the podcast this morning after Cole sent me that donation I was like thinking, oh, well, I guess I'm just not gonna, you know, my last podcast, if anyone listened to it, well, five people did, so, or at least five people did, so I know somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. I had talked about how I, um, through my hiatus, I come to this sort of revelation, I guess you could say, I wouldn't even call it a revelation, it was more like an idea, (laughs) um, that I wanted to get to some hard truths, and I wanted to tell some storytelling and be vulnerable with you guys and be vulnerable with myself, um, but not too vulnerable, you know, I don't want to overshare or anything like that, so still with those boundaries, but I wanted to tell some stories, so I told a story today, and I'm proud of myself for that, um, and take it if you will and leave it if you won't, um, and, um, that's perfectly fine, you know, we are all capable of making the choice to take in or leave out anything that is brought into a space at any given point in time, so that's a wonderful gift, and observation is one too, Um, the world is full of gifts, there's gifts in every day, there's gifts in every moment, there's gifts in every tragedy, Um, And so that's where that that phrase, that catchphrase of ours comes from, Um, you know, have the good in the day. It comes with the bad anyway. Um, And I'll I'll leave you with that, listeners. Um, And I'll also leave you with this image. My puppy dog, Georgia Ann, her name is Georgia Ann. Her name is Georgia. Her middle name is Ann, and I say it when she gets in trouble. And right now, she has this fun little thing she does where... If her tag on her collar is long enough, she likes to hold it in her mouth and chew on it. Or if her bandana that she has on is long enough, she likes to hold it in her mouth and chew on it. Like a little pacifier. I know. I know. Tell them about it. Tell them about it. Say, meh, meh, meh. Tell them about it. You're so cute. I know. Okay. Anyway, I see you.
So we're going to go on a walk now, and I encourage you to do the same, because what better place to do observation than a walk? And actually, I'm lying to you a bunch of times, because I'm going to leave you with this. I wrote this poem recently, and it's like two lines. I don't know if you could even call it a poem. It's more like a fortune cookie. And um, here's how it goes. It goes, and I'm just doing this for memory, so this might not be how it goes either, but um, it goes like this. What better poem is there than a walk? What more are we trying to say? And uh, I think that really speaks to the power of observation and the gifts of going on a walk. And when you observe life on a walk, um, you're observing, you know, poetry, you're observing art, you're observing beauty, you're observing love, there's emotion, there's richness, there's lushness, and there's beauty. And um, what better poem is there than that? What more could we possibly be trying to say? You guys have a good week and happy Sunday. So today's episode was brought to you by a fantastic listener and wonderful supporter. If you would like to donate just like this fantastic listener and wonderful supporter did, um, you can head to anchor.com Um, under this podcast and hit donate or visit sunshoal.blog where you can donate as well. Also, we have a newsletter still open for subscription. You can subscribe by contacting sunshoal at gmail.com or heading to sunshoal.blog and hitting the newsletter tab and subscribing through that platform. Sunshul also has some exciting new projects hopefully coming up soon, um, such as an Etsy page where I will be selling anything from paintings, um, custom commission portraits of your pets, um, to ceramic pieces such as chopsticks, bowls, figurines, um, etc., etc. So all those things are coming soon, um, so it should be exciting if it happens anytime soon. Thank you so much for listening, supporting in any way you can. I mean, even if you don't donate, you're still a fantastic, wonderful listener and supporter. So I'm really glad to have you a part of the team.